Vahini Mekioni Mana, ladies and gentlemen. No flashbulbs, please. Our performers are temperamental and easily upset. Thank you for your cooperation. Oh, look at all the people. My goodness, you're all staring at us. We better start the show rolling. Wait, wait. We forgot to wake up the glee club. Hey, howdy, hey. Thank you for joining us here on Enchanted Tiki Talk. This is episode 14. On this week's episode, we have a very special guest. She has traveled the world staying in great hotels and taking her passport to China, Europe, and Latin America. She has the greatest job in the world. Here's the incredibly talented and charming Samantha Brown. Well, thank you. Hello. How are you doing? Great. How are you? Excellent. All right. Thank you for coming on the show and taking time out of your busy schedule. We really appreciate that. Sure. We love we love Skype. <laughs> <laughs> it makes everything easy. It's it so does. great. Okay. So where did your love of traveling come from? Uh, it really came from getting my job. Um, I grew up not really traveling a lot. I grew up in New Hampshire, and traveling for us was to to either see relatives in Pennsylvania or we went up to Montreal or Quebec. That was big travel for us. And I really always thought that travel was for other people, um, people privileged with money and time and confidence. Um, I certainly looked at travel as something wow, but it was something that other people did. And luck would have it, I, I got this job on the Travel Channel. Um, and through that job, I just absolutely fell in love with it and realized that, no, it's, it's, it's for everyone and it's accessible and should be for everyone. Can you, can you tell us how you got your first gig, uh, the, the plane story as, as I've come to hear it called? Oh, sure, sure. <laughs> um, so I had to audition uh, as the host of a travel channel show and the production company was down in Florida, in Jacksonville, Florida, and I lived in New York. And so, um, they had me on a really tough connecting flight, which at that time I didn't know. I didn't know anything about flying. And so I just said, okay, I'll, I'll, you know, I'll be there. And we left late from LaGuardia, uh, which everyone leaves late from LaGuardia. And we made it through Washington, Dallas. And um, at the time, I don't know if they're still there, but they were people movers. So instead of the, the terminals were far apart and there was nothing connecting them except these sort of Star Wars like era um, machines. They were very odd. And so you'd have to load onto this sort of bus and be um, uh, shuttled to the next terminal. And because of that, uh, I had missed my flight even when I landed and I, I just couldn't make it. And so um the second time they they said she has to audition. We need to see her by the end of this week. And and if she's not we you know if she's not auditioning, we we don't you know she, she can't be considered. So um, I'm on the exact same flight. I don't know why I didn't ask them to change it, but I'm on the exact same flight. We left again late, and this time we landed. And I had five minutes to make the flight, and I had to go through these people movers again, and that slows everything down. By the time I got to the gate. Um, they had already called final boarding, but the attendant said, go, maybe, maybe they'll take you. Um, and so I, I walked out and it was one of those small planes. It was like a jet. So you walk down onto the tarmac. And as I walked towards this plane on the tarmac, a, a man came up to me and was like, well, where do you think you're going? He like almost tackled me because I was walking on a tarmac, a live tarmac. 
And uh, I said, is that the plane to Jacksonville, Florida? And he said, yes. I'm like, well, I'm, I'm supposed to be on that plane. And he said, no, you're not. I cleared it for takeoff. And once I clear it, you know, no one, you know, no one gets on the plane. And of course, um, I just started bawling my eyes out because, you know, and I started like trying to like relate to him saying, you know, you don't understand. I've been waiting on tables for eight years. This is an amazing job um, that I'm, you know, being auditioned for. And I have to be on that plane or I won't get the job. And so he wasn't too sympathetic. However, he did say the only other person who can, um, override my decision as it were is the pilot and I'll go ask the pilot so I was like okay so I he's like stay right here so I I sat there you know stood there and I watched him walk probably another good 7,500 feet to the plane he walks up the stairway and I see him go into the the cockpit and lean down and the and the pilot listened to him and something just snapped I'm like you're gonna have to do a lot more to make this happen and so I just picked up my bag and I ran and I put myself under the nose of the plane and I opened up my arms and I just yelled at the top of my lungs, please, to the pilot. And the pilot looked down and just gave me the thumbs up. And I swear to God, that's when I knew I got the job. <laughs> wow. I don't even need to audition. But the pilot let me on and uh, I got to audition and uh, Travel Channel called me the next week and said, you know, the job is yours. But we have tried to find that pilot. We have put out feelers. We have we've done everything and we cannot find the person who literally was responsible for giving me the best job in my life. <laughs> It's probably because he's he's done it a hundred times, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, pre nine eleven, so I don't think I would have gotten that far. Right? Yeah, yeah definitely not. Yeah. So, uh, um, but yeah, maybe maybe so. Maybe a lot of people beg to get on flights <laughs> that I don't know about. Or he's just retired and doesn't have internet anywhere. That's <laughs> true. Yeah, he's done. Yeah, <laughs> he's given up. I mean, that's an incredible story. It's like you would think that the the world was against you at that point and then you know the heavens opened up and there it was and, and here you are now just because of that absolutely it's sort of my version of the you know the the person who's sitting in a cafe and someone comes up and says would you like to star in a matt damon movie because you're the, the perfect look it was one of those just random really like luck is on your side that day and uh it's true, you know, you make a lot of your own luck, but when it comes knocking, you got to be ready for it. And uh, for me, it was it was a sprint. That was I re- that was what I was ready to do was sprint. <laughs> well, there was something about you that he liked, so you know, and there, and the rest of the world likes you too. So we have to thank him personally. Yeah. Never made him. Whoever you are, we appreciate it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, when was your first trip to a Disney park, and why did it leave such an impression on you? Our first work with them was. Uh, I believe great hotels. So we were doing, uh, we were showcasing their incredible hotels, which you know about from the, I think Grand Floridian was our very first, my very first experience. Um, I had never been to Disney World. I always joke that my my father said um, that we were rotten kids and didn't deserve to go. He would always say that sarcastically. <laughs> so we never got to go to Disney World. So here I am as you know a 28 year old, just being in awe of it, um, and literally gushing when I saw Winnie the Pooh because he was my favorite. And um, so you know you're working at Disney and, and you're working there, so it's a little bit more overwhelming. Um, there's people everywhere making sure things are going smoothly. We, of course, which I love about Disney is they protect the people who are there to have fun, where a lot of people could protect us as the film crew because they want the, you know, the, um, the, um, uh, <clears throat> just the good word and the, the good show. But for them, they, they are there to make sure we are not impeding anybody from having what is, you know, the time of their lives. And so I was really impressed with that. 
um, certainly through the years of going back to Disney again and again, um, I, you know, people know me. They know me at Disney. Uh, I sometimes get a VIP guide, which is wonderful, so I can go around and see the sites quickly because I only have two hours. But what I've noticed from sitting in all the lobbies, which I make sure I do in whatever hotel I stay at, is I see how the staff deals personally with the people just coming in. Not just me with the film crew who, you know, with my work on the Travel Channel, but everybody. And I really got hooked on the Disney model, or just Disney in general, with just how they treat people. They make sure that every single person who walks through their doors uh, feels like they are a VIP. And I have, I've certainly seen the opposite of that, where in the hotel industry and just in the travel industry, you know, there are certain people who get a certain, you know, type of, um, of, of service and then others don't. And I've always been amazed by that. And I, I, I truly feel that they are of the best staff in the world. Um, I, what, what they call podcast members, I guess, they're, as they're called, but they are, they truly love their job and they make sure that you are there to have the time of your lives. And that, that's really admirable. Yeah, I agree with you. Um, has there ever been a situation like when you've been down there to filming and people think that you actually work for Disney and they'll come to you and say like, I'm having this problem or, you know, can you resolve this for me? Do they look at you like that or no? Uh, no, not when I'm there. Um, I feel like I'm more of a Disney character when people come up and ask me for my autograph thinking I'm like Snow White because <laughs> you know when everyone's there they're just sort of in that mode of getting they've got the autograph books out and, I would love uh, a Samantha Brown meet and greet <laughs> I would love that too so um, that, that's kind of funny to me I mean I certainly get a lot of people outside when I'm home or just friends and, and, and people tweeting me that sort of thing asking you know going to Disney what should I do what are your highlights that sort of thing but um I've never, uh, uh, no, never approached actually at the parks to say, hey, how do I get a fast pass? <laughs> you know, that kind of thing. <laughs> right. <laughs> so it really was great hotels then that opened the door for you to host all the Disney specials and the, the Vacation Club specials and everything. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, working with Disney, you know, we work really well with them and they work great with us. And so you just keep working with each other because you know how each other works. And they noticed that we had a true respect for the people who were there, meaning uh, again, back to, you know, when we would do hotel shows, listen, we stopped. If someone was checking in that, you know, that's a five star hotel. They get precedence over us. And I think Disney really recognized that that's how we treated people. I would always stop and talk to people and take pictures. I'm not, you know, this sort of I'm above it all kind of celebrity. Um, and, and so it was that communal um, relationship we had, respect and the, the level of of service that we want to give, like, you know, as me as a host, what I want to give to the people who watch the show. So it was really just a, a mutual uh, respect for each other. And thank goodness, because I've been, you know, I've done a lot of their hotels. We've done Christmas specials. Um, I'm going to Aulani next week. Thank goodness. It's, you oh, know, cause wow. that's pretty oh, nice. Yeah. yeah. Um, so now I just work directly with them. Um, and and I think my, my videos air on their, their website. Uh, so, and it's just a way to, to keep people posted on what's going on and what's exciting and new and, and have it be accessible to people all the time, which has changed. When I began with uh, Disney, it was a TV show. And if you didn't catch that TV show or didn't think to set your VCR, um, well, you were going to miss it. And now there's, you know, DVR where you can DVR things. And now you just go on the web and get anything, you know, anything you want when you want it. So, 
Disney has definitely understood that that's another um, road they need to go down, and they brought me on to do that. So it's I, I think I go to Disney four times a year, which to a kid who never got to go because she's too rotten, <laughs> you're making up for it now. Yeah, right, right. I mean, that's that's amazing. And um, what does your family think now when they see you down at Disney World? Oh, they they love it. You know, it's it's fun those things we were uh, my um, extended family took a big multi-generational trip there last year uh, I think there was like 20 of them um, wow. and so I helped them plan that and make sure that they were seeing the right things at the right time and and it was interesting because it was my aunt and uncle and they were bringing their grandkids and every year they take their only their grandkids on a special trip and of course their kids love it because they get a week without their kids and when um, my aunt and uncle announced that it was Walt Disney World, well, every parent said, well, well, we want to go. <laughs> oh, <laughs> you know, we have to, you know, and, and you not only want to go because, you know, you want to have your own experience there, but also everyone remembers their first Disney moment. And if it's your child, you want to be there for that. Right. And it's interesting how that that really um, is such a huge part of that whole experience Disney World is that you want to be walking down Main Street, you know, towards Cinderella Castle with your daughter and have her see and explain who Cinderella is and that's the castle and here we are. And so, um, and then the grandparents said, well, well, the great grandparents said, well, we want to be a part of it. So then the great grandparents went. So they had like five generations of people all head down and, uh, and they said they just had the, the time of their lives. And, uh, so, um, it's interesting when I go down on there to work and, and we work pretty long days, 14 hour days. Um, and so going down to Disney with my own family, I've been down with my mom and I really would love to take my nephew who's five and just is absolutely obsessed with Pirates of the Caribbean and, you know, Jack Sparrow. And um, I don't know if you've been there. They, they redid the Caribbean ride and then you come out in that barbershop, the little barbershop that's like in the hull of a ship and it's for little boys and or girls and you can get a pirate makeover and it is incredible, and and so I would love to take him there. So um, that that's that's the next trip with my, with my family. That's going to be great. You know, it's yeah, it's, just, it's yeah. those small things that do make a difference. It's like who would ever thought you can get dressed up as a pirate, yeah, <laughs> you know, going to a, a park? And, yeah, and that's what I explained. That I think that's what um, Disney does so well. And one of my impressions of it immediately is that. Um, it's not all about the attractions. Every inch of that place is beautiful. And um, you could just sit in a park bench for an hour and see the world go by. A parade will go by, a characters, Mickey Mouse, Pluto, um, maybe a little uh, a, a guy playing a piano will start up. Uh, I was walking around Epcot and there was a beautiful bird sanctuary before. And you, it, it's just this lovely place that listen I don't think I want to wait in line at an attraction so I'll drop off my family and I'll go off and, and enjoy what I want to see and so I love that about that park which for me was really different from other amusement parks where you know it's basically it's the amusements it's waiting in line for the rides and that's it but um, it's just a beautiful place it's a beautiful place to be I agree with you <laughs> um, everyone thinks that you have like the perfect job um, <laughs> yeah. but but when it comes to shooting, in reality, you really don't get to enjoy the amenities as 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 it's perceived on TV. Can you tell us a little bit more about that? Uh, sure. Um, well, one, it's a lot of times where my job becomes um, a, a bit uh, tedious is we have to do many, many, many takes. 
and that can be really tiring. However, if the many, many, many takes take place on the rock and roll roller coaster, well, now that's awesome. So usually, <laughs> yeah. what I have to do, and uh, also we can't be on those rides shooting them while it's open. So um, uh, most of them. So like the big ones, say like Haunted Mansion and Rock and Roll Roller Coaster and Space Mountain, we're actually shooting that at about 6 a.m. with extras. Oh, wow. And, oh, wow. Uh, you want to talk about a great way to start a day. I mean, waking up at like 4.30 is no fun, but, you know, 6 a.m., you're you're on your fourth round of Rock and Roller Coaster. You're like, this is awesome. Um, so, you know, just to protect, again, if we if if our crew went in there, we would stop the ride, and then the ride would get long, the line would get longer, and that kind of thing. So we control that, and Disney controls that. Um, so that that's a little different. We're, we're sometimes there when it's absolutely empty. Um, but other than that, uh, you know, other than takes and just long days, um, it's uh, it's 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 a, it's a great experience. So I don't have any complaints. It's just like you said, it's um, it's a perceived reality in a sense because right. you have to control the situation and we can't impede other people's fun being there. And when you eat dinner, do you actually get to finish the meal or do you have to eat the same small piece over and over and over again? <laughs> oh, I definitely eat the meal. I've got down because I'm such a professional. I know when to talk and then actually go to as if I was cutting the meat, but I don't really cut the meat. And then they get the cut shot. Like I know all the shots that they need to get. And now we do cut the meat because if I ruin it on the main shot, well then it looks ruined and so we can't ruin the meal and so there are all these takes that I do to the camera and then I go to eat and I know that they're going to cut the camera at that point and go to a cut shot of it close up so then when we get to the close-up shot then I cut and then uh and then when the cameras are off then I eat (laughs) (laughs) um so I definitely eat everything that's put in front of me absolutely do you ever find yourself at home doing the same thing like pausing for a second (laughs) (laughs) I don't. I probably should because I eat too fast. <laughs> I think we all do, though. Yeah. <laughs> Stepping away from Disney for a minute, do you have, just for, because you're such an experienced traveler, do you have any must-have items that you travel with? Oh, yes. Um, uh, especially when I do international travel, I always travel with a jar of peanut butter because yes. that's, that's my, my survival food. Um, <clears throat> and you can always find things that go with peanut butter. And if you're really desperate, you can just stick your finger in and eat the peanut butter off your finger. <laughs> Believe me, I've been in those situations many times. So I love peanut butter. Chunkier smooth. I, I, you know, I, I've come back and forth. I'm, I'm smooth right now. Um, <laughs> I have been a chunky girl. Um, I love, uh, I always travel with earplugs. Um, I used to have those $250 noise-canceling headphones, um, and they were stolen, and I'm like, well, I'm not replacing that, and I just find that little earplugs um, do, uh, and let me tell you, if I'm on a flight to Orlando, <laughs> and I don't have earplugs, I will quickly run and, and do a recording <laughs> to get the earplugs, because, um, you know, bless the, those families with the, that whole, which is great, that whole plane is just rocking, you know? Right. <laughs> so, um, and then the other thing I always travel with are what's called pinky balls. And pinky balls are these pink hard rubber balls that you get at a toy store, usually specialty toy stores. And um, actually tennis balls will do as well. But I always travel with them because um, if I've had a really long flight or if I've been on my feet all day, and this really works well if you've been at a theme park all day, um, you go back to your hotel room and you put these pinky balls on the floor and 
and you lay your back down on them and then you push up with your knees and you roll them down your back and then you turn around and you roll them down your legs and then I stand on them to really work out my arches and it just kind of realigns me after a really long day of traveling and it, it's sort of at the place of a $150 massage. I still feel great and these are only like $2.50 and I just always have them in my luggage. I think that's something I'm going to have to try. Yeah, that's a good tip. Yeah. Thank you. The reason why tennis balls don't work that well is because of the felt. It catches on your clothing. But the beach Um, ball is a nice, smooth. I I know what I'm talking about. (laughs) You're an expert. (laughs) I've tried a lot of different. Yeah, I've gone to many sports shops. (laughs) Um, But it's it's just a great way to feel better. And I'm sure as a parent, you get tired. You know, you're you're lugging things. You're you're holding babies. You're holding gear. And uh, it's just a good way at the end of the day to kind of feel a little better. So back to uh, Disney. What is your favorite at Disney Resort? I love the Animal Kingdom Lodge. That's my favorite. I love it. I just love it so much. And I think it's beautiful that most of the people who work there are from Africa. So, um, I mean, I just, I keep thinking of my children. They're just one right now. So, but, you know, when they're two or three and four, um, to go to that resort and just say, you know, ask them where they're from and, and how do they say hello in their country and just all those simple things that so they understand that they're not the only ones in the world. Um, I love the fact that you just look out onto a savanna from your room. Uh, I can't get enough of the animals there. And something that's different there than all the other big resorts like Wilderness Lodge or Grand Floridian is that when you walk in, because of the restaurants, I think it's Samba and get the other one um so that they have two restaurants sort of in the, their lower level and all the smells like the the cardamom and the, uh, the 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 coriander and just these wonder the cinnamon just kind of infuses the entire lobby and so you really get an olfactory sense of place that you don't in other places um and i love that it just it transports you immediately to uh to well i've never been to africa but i feel like i've been close Absolutely. I love the Animal Kingdom Lodge as well. That's my my wife and I, we own the Disney Vacation Club and that's the resort that we stay at. And it's, oh, that's it's your home like, resort? Yeah. Yeah, that's our home resort. It's 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 pretty fantastic there. And you that that just opened a few years ago, correct? Um yeah. Kadani was built Kidani. in what, maybe seven years ago, Sean? Um, okay. Kidani? No, it's no it's newer than that. I wanna say like oh nine, maybe ten. Oh yeah, my. that's right. Yeah. Where have I been? Um, that's, <laughs> you know, I think they opened up a new one, right? I think they expanded or something like yes. that. Yes. We were yeah. there sh- showcasing that, but it that's beautiful, and that the 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 rooms, these little apartments, are gorgeous as well. So it's, I'm, I'm jealous. That'd be a great place to stay. Yeah. Whereas I own, I own it at Wilderness Lodge in Old Key West. Oh, nice, nice. So it's a little different than um, the Animal Kingdom, but still, they're still great resorts. Yes. Right. Right. You can't go wrong. I think that's no, what everyone no, talks about. There's not with, a bad resort there. Right. With that experience is that um, it's just, it's perfect. You know, they make sure it's perfect. So you, you told us which is your favorite Disney resort. How about your favorite Disney restaurant? Uh, Disney restaurant. Um, oh, gosh, I must have one. Um, uh, la, 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 la. Boy, you know, we went to, um, I, I'm forgetting the, the name now. We went to the restaurant in the Contemporary, not the Californian, but the one in the, the lobby level. I think it's called Wave. Yes. The Wave. Yep. It was fantastic. Everything was organic and fresh. Um, 
Uh, we, I had one of the nicest pieces of salmon I've ever had. A great waitress. Again, I love the staff there. Um, wonderful glass of wine. You know, I'm, I'm coming from someone who, when I go down to Disney, I'm actually without kids, and I finally get to sleep in and have a nice dinner, and, and it was just <laughs> perfect. And, and a lot of the restaurants, of course, there's a wait. It's sort of, a, you know, more of a big deal, and I just like how um, subdued this was. It was really low-key, but a really ex- exceptional experience. So I really enjoyed uh, Wave a lot. <coughs> Excuse me. So when you get home from traveling or, or on a shoot, what is the first food that you want to have when you get back home? Oh, uh, usually, what do I have? Um, oh, gosh. Uh, leftovers. I, I like leftovers, which Are I never, yeah, when I'm never, you know, it just, I like how things age in the refrigerator. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm not a big cook, but we order, we always order takeout. So it's usually something like a Thai food, oh, something, yeah. something kind of Asian. And, uh, and really for me, it's just to eat with, you know, which is, you know, my husband and uh, be with uh, my kids now. Um, but it is always, it's always great to come home. That's for sure. No one, no one makes my bed in the morning, so that's kind of disappointing. Is <laughs> <laughs> there one no place? No chocolate that you... on the pillow. So just... No, no mints on the pillow, right? Yeah. No, no. Is there one place you've been all over the the world? Is there one place you haven't visited that you're just dying to get to, whether it's for work or or for uh, vacation for pleasure? Oh, so many. I, I, the list. I mean, I could start the list right now. I, I would love to go to just here in this country, National Glaciers, Glaciers Park. I would love to see all of our national parks, which I just find are so underutilized and should be celebrated so much more than they are. Um, I would love to go to see the Aurora Borealis and stay in Finland in one of those yurts with like the glass, you know, ceiling so you can just look up. Uh, I would love to do a river cruise through Europe. I would love to go to India. I would love to go to Africa. Um, so I find as a traveler, even though I've been to so many places, uh, the world just keeps getting bigger. Um, and uh, uh, it's uh, uh, overwhelming sometimes. And do you have a favorite non-Disney hotel or resort? Uh, yeah, I have a, a few. I love them. Um, um, in California, I have expensive taste now, mind you. <laughs> so, <laughs> sorry, I think budget where, where it comes to me. But um, my favorite hotel uh, in California is called Shutters on the Beach. And it's oh, right. Goodness. Oh, it's just impeccable. It, it's actually pretty small, uh, it, low key. And the lobby feels like your dream beach home. And their restaurant is awesome. They have homemade butterscotch pudding, which is one of my favorites. So that would uh, that would absolutely be uh, a favorite hotel of mine. I love it. But I always yep. find that you know, with I always recommend to people, you know, listen, I stay at these hotels because someone else is paying. But shutters on the beach might be like six hundred dollars a night, and no, I would not spend that much money if it was my own money. Um, right. I'm just not at that tax bracket yet. But um, uh, I, I always say, you know, what's great about hotels is that you can date them. You don't have to make a commitment. Just you know, go for a drink. Go into the bar. Um, one of the best bars in the world is right here in New York City. It's called King Cole Bar, and that's at the St. Regis, which is this impeccable hotel. There's a butler on every floor. It could be out of the price range for you know 85% of the people traveling to New York, perhaps more. And yet the bar just is 
essential old world New York and go in and have a martini or a nice glass of wine. Sure, it'll probably cost you $30, $40, but you know, you'll have that moment. And then, you know, you can save money for other things. But if there's a place that you've always wanted to stay, but can't quite, uh, you know, handle it financially, just go in and have a drink. That's a great idea. Even a great cup tip. Of coffee, even in the afternoon, have a cup of coffee. You know, it doesn't have to be alcoholic, but just you know, and date it. Date date the hotel. That's a great tip. Are there any bloopers or funny behind the scenes stories that you can share with us? Uh, there was um, <laughs> sure. Um, there are um, there's a one time we were in uh, Asia. We were in China, and we were shooting um, the Panda Preserve, and. Um, and we got at last minute, it's this amazing, uh, for lack of a better word, zoo um, that has about 90, uh, I'm sorry, like 60 pandas and everything from baby pandas in a nursery to full grown pandas. And at the last minute, we got a chance to get into the panda pen of one year olds. And so we were all so excited that no one thought about the safety of me going into a pen with live bears. <laughs> so it wasn't until I was uh, almost going through the door that the panda handler turned to me and just said, keep moving. And I was told he didn't speak any English. So I went to my interpreter. I said, he just said, keep moving. Why? And so they had this long conversation in Chinese. And she turned to me. She said, they're bears. And so, okay. So we get, he said, you have to keep moving. If you stand still, um, they will, you, you will be challenging their territory and they will charge you. So you have to keep moving. So we go out and we're shooting. Now I'm scared to death. I don't want to do this anymore, but my director and producer, they're way away getting their long shots coming, you know, showing me they're on the, uh, they're on the safety side basically. And so of course they're shouting at me to stand still because they need to get the shot while the guy is yelling at me to keep moving. And I stood still for probably, I don't know, five seconds just so my cameraman could get a shot. And sure enough, that panda started to charge me and it came right after me. And the panda handler literally pushed me out of the way, uh, grabbed the panda by the scruff of the back and flung it in the air and then yelled the only other word he knew in English, which is run. And so we ran. <laughs> and so we, I never ran so fast in my life. Uh, we ran and uh, that didn't make the show. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> my life because who's going to root for the uh, TV host? Everyone's going to be on the side of the panda. <laughs> <laughs> right. So there, there are things like that. And then there are just, you know, fun things where, um, you know, just, you know, things go wrong. I go to, you know, I'm, I'm elegantly dressed. I'm in a restaurant and I go to eat and the thing falls down the front. And now we're down oh, no. like an hour because there's tomato sauce, that sort of thing. So I've never had any really crazy bloopers in that sense, but it can, it can get pretty funny. It's just stuff that can happen to anybody. Yeah. Uh, absolutely. Uh, absolutely. <laughs> and do you have any upcoming projects that you're working on currently that uh, our listeners can, can hear about? You know, where, where can we find you coming up? Yeah, so I have um, on the Travel Channel, I'll be on January 27th. It's called The Trip. And um, it is basically it's an hour-long program where we show you the highlights of um, the, the, the best restaurants, experiences, hotels um, in and around Spain and Morocco. And um, instead of having watching and having a burning envy, this is a show, a trip that you can win. And it's worth $100,000. And uh, people go online to TravelChannel.com. You can sign up. And, and try to win this trip, but it's pretty, it's a pretty phenomenal trip. And I think we all uh, are just gobsmacked at a hundred thousand dollars and how much fun 
we can have and how much we all deserve a trip like that. Uh, but I'm certainly shooting some other things and uh, they'll, you know, I took a year off, uh, almost a year off from shooting because of my family, but uh, this year I'll be, I'll get back in the saddle. Great. Um, now, every guest that we have come on, we ask them five questions uh, pertaining to the parks. But before that, I have to ask a question. Do you still play Galaga? Of course. <laughs> do, you own a, do you own the arcade game or do you have a, a video game of it? I do, but I'm a purist and I, I never really got into ha doing it in my home. It was really like and now Galaga and this Pac-Man are this like combo game that you can really find everywhere, especially at Walt Disney World. Right. So uh, my friend and I who travel, my, I travel with a stylist when I do these shoots. We are Galaga fanatics, and she's actually better than at, than, at it than me. Um, but I love that game. And it is um, one of the things I love about it still as an adult is I played it when 25 cents was a lot of money to me. You know, that right. was yeah. like I had maybe 50 cents. And now... I feel like a god. <laughs> you know, I don't have to leave. Like, if I, if I, you know, get killed, I have another 25 cents. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's amazing how, how far we've come, right? I really, yeah. I think for one thing in my life, I'm like, oh, I'm, I'm as wealthy as Bill Gates when it comes to Galica. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so here's our tiki uh, lightning round. Okay. What's uh, your favorite snack in the Disney parks? Oh, the turkey leg. Oh, my oh, God. No, Keith, Keith is going to be terribly upset that he missed that. That's his favorite. We always it, give him it, such a hard time about it. Unbelievable. I couldn't believe they sold turkey legs. Um, <laughs> it's the best. It's like like $7 now. Keeps you full. The healthy snack. I love it. I just want to know the size of the turkey. Are they like seven feet tall? Yeah. <laughs> really? <laughs> They're fantasy land turkeys. Yes. <laughs> um, your favorite attraction? Oh, uh, Soren. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's, that's a great place. attraction. Um, you mentioned Winnie the Pooh is your favorite character. Is that still your favorite character? Yeah, that's yeah. Winnie. Pooh Bear. Yeah. Um, your favorite Disney movie? Uh, Little Mermaid. Mm, I think that's probably mine as well. Really? That's my, that's yeah. my wife's favorite. She yeah. loves that. She can watch it all day. Hey, I still sing it. I still sing the song. <laughs> so <Do you>? <laughs> Whenever we ride the new uh, uh, Under the Sea ride at Magic Kingdom, she sings along with it. Is that riding. good? I haven't gone to that ride yet, that attraction. I, I like it. It's yeah. very cute. It's very good. Dark ride. It tells the story. It's it's a good ride. It's, nice. it's fun. Nice. Yeah, it's definitely worth checking out. It's it's a great attraction. Kids love it. And, um, you know, it's it's like the next generation of, of dark rides. But, you know, it's just like just like an old classic dark ride, just yeah. with more animatronics. So yeah. it's a great attraction. Um, the last one is your favorite park memory. Oh, oh, oh my gosh, there's so many. How can you? Yeah, it's hard. Oh, boy. I, you know, my, my favorite has to be my first. And um, I, I love, uh, I, I did go to Disneyland um, as a kid. And I, I loved uh, the, uh, the, the Toontown. Well, it mm -hmm. wasn't Toontown. Mm -hmm. And it was, it was like the little Mickey, Mickey and Minnie's world. And everything was small. And I, I just, as I was, I was young. I was probably 11 years old, but I was still sort of in that I'm, I'm a little kid kind of uh, mode. And I just thought that was, to me, that's where magical came into it. Like, here was a world for me. It was for little people. And yeah. uh, I'll never forget that, how I felt seeing this entire neighborhood of small little homes that we could play with. And I just wanted to be there the entire the entire time. So that was my, I guess, you know, your, your first memory is your fondest. So. Yeah, it's true. Um, 
Sam, thank you so much for taking um, time out of your busy schedule and, um, you know, talking to us. We really do appreciate it and we really enjoyed the time with you. Alan and Sean, it's been my pleasure. Thank you so much for having me on. Thank you. And um, you want to tell us how people can find you on your Twitter and your website? Absolutely. I have a website, samantha-brown.com. And you can also follow me on Twitter, at Samantha Brown. I look at that all the time and I, I answer a lot of questions. So it's a great way to reach out to me as well. That's going to do it for this week. Be sure to let us know what you thought of this week's show. You can comment in the show notes over at enchantedtikitalk.podbean.com or you can email us at enchantedtikitalk at gmail.com. Be sure to like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash enchantedtikitalk. And, of course, you can follow us at Tiki Talk Podcast on Twitter. And lastly, if you enjoy the show, please take the time to rate us on iTunes. And you can find me on Twitter at one minute. Disney Dream, that's 1-M-I-N, Disney Dream, and MouseWorldVacations.com. And you can also find Keith at Dole Whip Daily on Twitter and DoleWhipDaily.com. And you can follow me on Twitter and on Instagram. I'm at Norman Bates. That's N-O-R-M-N-B, the number eight and the letter S. Thanks for listening this week. For Sean and Keith and our very special guest, Samantha Brown, I'm Alan, and this has been Enchanted Tiki Talk. Aloha. something a bit on the wild side then journey with me to the edge of civilization to an african wilderness lodge where exotic animals roam 30 feet from your balcony it's not out of africa it's outside of orlando at disney's animal kingdom lodge next on great hotels